the hidden costs of hating your photos. I know very few women who absolutely love photos of themselves, and this is one of the things that I do for a living is take photos of women. Most of them do not like photos of themselves. They do, however, normally love them after they work with me, side note. But we're gonna get into what does it mean when you don't like photos of yourself? What does it mean on a deep level? How pervasive is it? Hint, it's everywhere in your life and it is keeping you from joy, from presence, and from reaching the potential that you were created for on this earth. Welcome to the Create Beautifully podcast, where the potential in me honors the potential in you. If you're wondering if you can really change and truly find and live your purpose, then I invite you to let me be your accountability partner and for you to be mine. And together, we can explore with curiosity and humor what it is to create beautifully in every area of our lives and to take action to make that happen. I don't know a single woman who loves everything about her body. Is that right? Okay, I'm going to preface this by saying this episode is mainly for women, but it can be for anyone who wants to learn to love their bodies better, their self-image, have more self-love for themselves, just feel better looking in the mirror, feel better seeing photos of yourself. So where is this coming from? I mean, one, just being a female in society uh, who also has quite a sordid relationship with her boobs, which is another story of my implants and my explants and things like that. Um, or mainly just that, but it also comes because I'm a brand photographer and a family photographer. So I've done family photography, photography for a number of years. Um, I've been a photographer for, I mean, I've been shooting for 30 years, which is insane to say. Um, I've had paying clients for about 23 years. Um, I've worked with a lot of people. And in the past, um, I would say the past eight-ish years, it's been a lot of families. And then in the past uh, maybe five years or so, it's been a lot of brands. When I say brands, I mainly work with women solopreneurs who need images for their website, social media, emails, Facebook ads, things like that. So I work with women who are trying to get their own business out there. They're trying to put their face out there. And so many times uh, from, from the moms and the families, and especially from these women and these women business owners who are just going to be by themselves in photos, I would say 99% of the women that I've worked with say to me on their discovery call, Liza, I don't like photos of myself. I know I need to do this because I want to grow my business, but I don't like photos of myself. It's either phrased as I don't like photos of myself or um, I don't like myself in photos, or which is basically the same thing, or um, I'm awkward in front of a camera, which really means the same thing. <laughs> they feel awkward in their bodies. They have a sorted relationship with their bodies and so they feel uncomfortable when a camera is pointed at them because they're not relaxed in who they are in their physical appearance 
so they feel awkward in front of a camera. And these are, <laughs> this is, this, these women who say this to me, just to make this clear, the women who say this to me are beautiful, intelligent, creative, compassionate, powerful women who are bringing to life something that is on their heart to bring in this world. They're, they're bringing a business. They're bringing a service or product that is coming from who they are and from their gifts. And they are unable to see themselves as beautiful and perhaps even as worthy of spending time and money on themselves to get photos, which is a slightly different topic. So let's just stick to, I don't like photos of myself, which we are going to assume as I am not comfortable in my skin, right? <laughs> I'm not comfortable in my skin. Even a friend of mine who I find to be the most adorable, petite, most put together, happiest woman ever. She's an artist. She is the cutest. She's cute as a button. Like I've never seen a bad photo of her. She's just one of those people where you're like, you just, every time I see her, she, she's put together. Her smile is white. Her hair is done. She wears the perfect dainty jewelry. And I remember I took, we were doing photos and I had taken this series of more portrait looking, more, more like portraity looking photos. And I loved them. I loved them. I thought they were beautiful and I thought they were honest and there was kind of an emotional availability to them. And she was like, oh, don't use that. Mm -mm, I hate that. <laughs> Y'all, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you look like. Every single woman I know struggles with this. And this is what I want to get at. Here's the really, here's the really big thing because I went on Instagram the other day and I started to do a poll asking women, you know, how many of you do, don't like photos of yourself? And it was, um, I think it was like 87% of people, women who answered, said that they did not like photos of themselves. <laughs> they didn't like their appearance in some way, right? And so, you know, I started to really think, does everyone understand what that is doing to dampen your flame? Do you know, do you know, do you have any idea how pervasive rejecting and neglecting, which is what we're doing when we don't like parts of our body, when we don't like them and we're not actively striving to do anything to like them, right? We're not, uh, we're not taking care of our bodies, either we're not eating well or, or working out, we're not moving them, we're not maybe... Um, we're not doing therapy to learn to, to love our bodies, to find out why we have this love-hate relationship uh, with our body or a particular body part. We're not journaling. We're not meditating. We're not doing self-love practice. Whatever it is, if we're not taking these steps to go forward, do you know how pervasive it is? The point here, and this is what I want to do with this episode. I really want I really want you to understand how this neglecting and rejecting pieces, right? So when we're not actively taking steps to love the pieces of us that we don't. I'm specifically talking in this episode about physical appearance, okay? When we are not actively taking steps, 
we are actively rejecting these body parts and we are actively neglecting them. Our bodies, these bodies, no matter, you know, whatever you believe, God, divine, nothing, you know, many people believe we're given these bodies by God, divinely created. And I know there's, there are people who answered this, this question on my Instagram, who are devout believers believing, which they have to believe that this body was divinely created. And yet, yet they are okay on some level looking at their bodies and going, I don't like this. God, I think you fucked up. God, you didn't get it right. And it might not be conscious, right? I'm sure they're not consciously like, you know, God, lead me everywhere. Also, I don't think you were correct when you made my body. I don't think you were right. And I'm going to challenge you and say he's exactly, or she, whatever you got, he's, you know, they, them, God, whatever. God was exactly right. The things you came in with, and I believe this, I believe this about your struggles. I believe this about your patterns. I believe this about the the trouble that finds you or doesn't find you. In, in, including our physical appearance, we are made a certain way as a doorway to become a higher version of ourselves. Because what it would take to turn our neglecting and rejecting into compassion, into active care, and then eventually into acts of self-love and into a genuine feeling of love and appreciation for all of our physical appearance, I mean, you can't help but grow in a fucking hugely spiritual way if you take that. So let's get into let's get into how pervasive this is because the point is to realize oh my god it touches every part of my life and then hopefully it will convince you to do something about it because it's so easy and this was part of the question i asked you know do you do anything about it uh do you feel guilty spending money on, let's say, photos of yourself, which is what the specific question that I asked because I was talking about brand photos. But also, do you feel guilty taking time for yourself to increase your self-love, whatever that might be? Does it feel selfish? But if we really understand how pervasive it is and how it affects everyone around us and really has a ripple effect, then maybe, maybe, it becomes easier to say, you know what? I am going to spend some time learning how to love these pieces of myself. Maybe I will spend some money learning how to love these pieces, whether that's therapy or some alternative piece, right? No matter what that is, I'm working on something um, which I'll tell you a little bit more about, but if you go to lensoflove.lizahippler.com, I've finally been like, oh my God, I need to use my two skills to really help. So lensoflove.lizahippler.com. But you don't, you don't have to work with me, just so we're clear. If you're local to Nashville, that'd be awesome. But let's get into this. So I have some categories. I've got family and motherhood friends, intimate relationships, 
your business or your, your sole purpose and your community. So let's talk about how, and it's going to become obvious, you're going to start to see patterns here. Let's talk about how not liking your photos of yourself, which equals not liking pieces of your body, maybe your entire appearance, maybe parts of it, maybe it's maybe it's your nose you don't like, maybe you don't like your broad shoulders, maybe you don't like your stomach, maybe maybe you don't like your thighs, maybe you don't like your arms, your eyes, your hair, maybe you're getting a little wrinklier, maybe you're aging, God for fucking bid. Um, <laughs> excuse me, uh, I feel feisty about this topic, y'all. I really do. And the thing is, I think the main reason people say to me, I don't like photos of myself. I mean, obviously I'm a photographer and we're talking about photos, right? They're coming to me for photos. They don't say I don't like photos of myself. It is, it is rare that someone actually says, I do not like this about my body. And I think, I think the photos piece is really because in general, we don't have to look at ourselves a lot. I mean, you look down and you see your body, you know, you can see your limbs, but you can't see your backside and you can't see your face. It's right. You can't see your face on your own unless you're looking in a mirror or you see a photo of yourself. So photos and mirrors give us a reflection of who we are. So I think the reason that so many people say I don't like myself in photos is because they're forced to look at themselves in a photo. They have to see how everything fits together. They have to see their face, what they feel might be an awkward smile or a big nose or an eye that one eye that closes up a little bit more than another eye when they smile. Uh, I have one eyebrow that goes that goes up. <laughs> when I smile, one eye can get a little bit scrunchier and I'm aware of these things and we can be aware of them and we can start to love them and we can start to treat them with compassion. So let's go into this. So let's go into friends. The ultimate lesson here that we're going to find out is when we don't like our physical appearance and it could be in general or you could have something very specific. Whatever it is, think about that thing, right? your belly, your butt, your eyes, your shoulders, your nose, whatever it is. When you're aware of these things and you don't like them and you've rejected them for years, decades, this dislike, this neglect and rejection, it's like a little worm and it it's made a home way in your conscious and your subconscious. It's been there long enough to just kind of settle in the mud, right? Like if we think about, I don't even know if this analogy is going to work later, but we're going to go with it now. If we think about a pond and kind of the water being your conscious and then the mud at the bottom, we've got, you've got that, you've got this little worm, this I don't like XYZ worm that's kind of in the mud. And at any point it can poke, poke its head up. So it's there. So you might not be totally think it's there. You might be feeling good about yourself, right? Oh, I feel good today. I feel good. And then you get together with your friends. And maybe you've got a friend like I was just talking about who's always put together and adorable. And now all of a sudden this little worm pops its head up and, you're, and it's like, oh my God, I forgot 
that she was so cute and we are not cute. We're just not this put together. Look at her shirt and how it fits and look at your shirt. Oh my God. Why did you even wear it? Why do you even own this? Why did you even think this was a good idea to buy? You don't look good in this. This is not your thing. What the hell? How old is this? How old are your pants? How faded are your pants? They don't look good on you. You don't look this cute. Like it is just like, blah. and there you are with your friends. You know, you know, maybe it's, oh gosh, she wore that cute lipstick today. And I can't, I can't pull that off. That's not me. I'm not that, I'm not that bold. I'm not that whatever, you know, this, and then it easily trips into uh, worthiness and thoughts about ourselves. So now here we are supposed to be having a good time with friends. Um, and our brains now have a portion of them taken up in comparison. Not only in comparison, but in doubling the fuck down on the things we don't like about ourselves. So comparison isn't, is, it's deeper than just, she is like that and I wish that I was, and I'm not, right? She, let's think about the part that says I'm not, okay? <laughs> we're looking at our friends, we're, oh, they're dressed so cute, their legs are so skinny, they're working out, they look so good, they've lost weight, whatever it is. Their nose is so cute. Y'all, I have some friends with some very cute noses. And I wish I had them. <laughs> Side note. So we're looking at them and we're comparing. In that comparison, we are continuing to write this currently unending story of the things that are not pretty about us or that we don't feel are pretty the things that we don't like the things that we don't feel are, are attractive it's not it's not as just comparison comparison is damaging to the level that you're now adding to it does this make sense let's say you have a shit ton of notebooks about the fact that you don't like your nose let's use nose and now you're here with someone and this could be anything it could be your body anything and now you're here and you're going, oh, her nose is so cute. And then in somewhere, this little worm is writing. It opened up a brand new notebook. And it's like the 557th notebook, if not, if not like 2000th notebook. It's like you're sitting there consciously going, her nose is so cute. And this worm has this pen out and it starts scratching. It's like, our nose is not. Our nose is big. Our nose is ugly. Our nose will never look like that unless we get surgery. But we can't get surgery because X, Y, and Z. And I don't want to get surgery. Or maybe I will get surgery. Oh, I thought about calling that one. So, so we're comparing, but we are adding, add, dumping into the narrative that we are not good enough. That, that our bodies, our, these pieces of our bodies are not good enough for our own love and compassion our own just us hi me i would like the fact that that it's like that we can't give it to ourselves that it is the hardest for us to give to ourselves our own love and compassion we're waiting for other people we're waiting for like a sign from god we're waiting for him to like send a rainbow into our rooms and, I don't know, change everything about us or suddenly adjust all of our mindset. 
We're waiting for other people to go, no, you're beautiful. And then, yeah, that works out well. Oh, thanks. Oh, I hate my nose. Don't say I'm beautiful. It is fucked up. And we're not, I'm not going to go into a shit ton on this episode about like where it all comes from. I'm sure we've all, you know, most of us know lots of things about where it all, where it all comes from. It comes from our families. It comes from society. It comes from magazines and movies and, you know, the patriarchy. (laughs) I said it. I did it. Um, Yeah. But here it is dumping on us. So now here we are supposed to be having a nice time with our friends. And our brain has been hijacked because we've currently found ourselves in an incapacitated state when it comes to self-love and compassion and seeing ourselves through a lens of love and beauty, as it were, okay? In our intimate relationships, right? Your spouse, your um, significant other, that person that you take your clothes off with, (laughs) okay? Oh my, do I even have to go here? Do I need, y'all, do I need to go down the road of why not loving your body, why rejecting your body is gonna be real shitty for you? It's taking you out of presence, right? You're with your friends and your brain is somewhere else or a part of your brain is somewhere else, instead of just enjoying whoever you're with, instead of just enjoying their words, the conversation, if you're out to lunch, you know, whatever you're eating, the breeze on your face, you know, other people, colors around you, taste, textures, instead of just being in the present moment, you're caught up in comparison. And even if, even if you think you're the best looking one of the group, right? Even if you're like, actually, I feel really good here. There's, there's still a part of you. If you are currently rejecting and neglecting yourself, that is going to be running, humming in the background, especially if you're in a public place and strangers are walking by and you have the lovely opportunity to compare yourself to them. So intimate relationships, you are getting naked. You ideally should have a really good time. (laughs) It is you and one other person whom you love or who you are just there for a good time with. But to really let go on, you know, possibly kind of a soul level to create, even, even to create some type of spiritual connection if we want to take it, you know, that far. But even just to enjoy yourself physically, um, and especially to open yourself up to, to, a, to a deeper connection. If your brain, I mean, you're naked now. So if your brain is caught up in, oh God, my stomach. Oh, I ate too much. Oh, I feel like, oh, I feel like I look like, you know, X, Y, or Z when I sit like this or this, or they're probably thinking about this and noticing this. Y'all. There's o- there's only so much, there's only so much you're going to be able to enjoy this. There's only so much connection you're going to be able to have with your partner. You cannot have a, as deep a connection. Let's say let's say let's think about like a um uh what am I like a tube okay or a pipe. That's what I was trying a pipe a big pipe that's maybe like a foot a foot around okay. 
if this pipe is what's going to create a connection between you and your partner, right? This kind of physical meets spiritual connection. And if this pipe is nice and clear and you are present, this connection is going to flow and it is going to be immensely powerful. However, if your brain is caught in, I don't love my body, I don't love the way I look, I'm thinking about it, are they thinking about it, are they looking at it? Now imagine that same pipe, but we've just stuck a bunch of gunk in there, a bunch of garbage, a sludge, right? This is all our thoughts. How much of that connection is possible? You can't, you can't even get to the max possible connection because of this sludge, which is not about the present moment at all. And, you know, for all these things, like I said, there, there might be, and I've said this at the beginning, and I want to restate this, in order to get to the point where we love our bodies, where we have compassion, not only compassion, but gratitude, gratitude for our bodies, compassion and love. Therapy might need to be involved, especially in something like this if there's a history of sexual trauma. Therapy might need to be involved. You know, you might need to see um, a psychotherapist or a counselor, or, you know, if you want to try alternative, then you might work with someone um, who does energetic healing or some type of... Um, journaling thing or work with a coach who is good with self-love um you know there it's not just like hey i love myself today da, 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 and all of a sudden you know that rainbow from god comes through like that's not how that works unfortunately you know if you really want to jumpstart your self-love when it comes to your body, I highly recommend a selfie practice. Sometimes I assign this to my clients, and it basically involves taking selfies of yourself and getting used to seeing photos of yourself. I want to share with you my favorite tool for taking selfies, and that is the Pivo. The Pivo is a little contraption that goes on top of a tripod. If you don't have a tripod, you can get a cheap one on Amazon, or you can also buy it on the Pivo website. And the Pivo angles and goes up and down, and you can also use it to automatically track your movements. So if you wanted to create a video or do cool marketing projects, you can use the Pivo. I love the Pivo. My kids steal it from me all the time. It is fantastic for getting your phone the right height, the right angle that you need for your beautiful photos. Just go to pivo, P-I-V-O dot Liza dot com. That's pivo, P-I-V-O dot Liza dot com. And let's talk about, let's talk about the way we view our bodies when it comes to families, particularly motherhood. Okay. So I want to talk about motherhood. I have two daughters. Um, and one just turned 10, one is, the other is about to turn 13, and I had, um, I'll go into all the details of this in a uh, future, future podcast episode, but I had implants when I was 26, and I got them out two years ago, and one of the reasons that I got them out is, you know, kids will be kids, and they're curious about bodies, and so my kids were a few years younger, several years younger. Um, and you know, they started to go, are my 
boobies going to look like your boobies? <laughs> and in my brain, I was like, well, if they do, they are going to be really itty bitty. Uh, that is the reason I got these. And, you know, I hadn't really told them yet that I had implants. They were still kind of young. And I started to realize I did not want my daughters to think that they needed to change their bodies in order to love themselves or to receive love from others. I did not want them to ever think that they needed to have the scalpel cut open their bodies and restructure things. That they that was not a necessity for being female. Um, and could I have taught them, you know, well, I did it to have, you know, I'm sure there's lots of people who are like, well, you know, you did it to have a better, a better self-confidence and more things about yourself. You know what, y'all? I could have, I could absolutely have done that work and been so happy with my body. A hundred percent. I could have skipped paying thousands of dollars. <laughs> I could have used that money for a myriad of other things. And I, or, you know, possibly even use some of that money for greater self-love because it didn't, it didn't change my self-love. It didn't change it. It, it made me not think about it for a while. There were certain things that I didn't think about. Um, it was like putting, it was like, it was like taking, taking how I felt about myself and the fact that I felt that I needed to look different in order to receive love which also meant that I did not love my body the way that it was. It felt like I just put it in a closet for a while. Now that I'm now that I'm this many years out and now that I've had them out for a few years, it just felt like that I put it in a closet. I didn't heal a fucking thing. Um and not only that, I think, you know, I, I mentioned where I have girls, but also sons, you know, are we when we when we as as women and mothers reject our bodies uh are we teaching boys hey don't you know don't really love someone unless they look like this don't want them unless they look like this or you're just kind of stepping into like a messy a messy like bomb of a person like just someone who's just going to be unhappy and whatever you know, if they, if they don't look like X, Y, and Z, you know, if we're, if we're constantly complaining about ourselves in photos or complaining about, oh God, I don't look good. Oh, you know, I don't, I don't like this about myself. Oh, I need to change that. Oh, she looks so much better than I do. What are we teaching our kids? What are we teaching our girls about what, what they're supposed to be and what they're supposed to do to their bodies and the ways that they're supposed to reject it? in order to love themselves and to be loved. And what are we teaching boys? What are we teaching them? Okay, hey. Yeah, so so let's use let's use kind of um, you know, mom dad for a minute. That example. So, okay, so dad picks someone who's not hot. Right? Okay, so so it sound based on mom, dad settled right? I'm not saying, so we're clear, I am not saying dad is settling. I'm saying mom not loving herself 
rejecting her body and talking about it and having it come through in her presence and her obsession with herself, either her obsession so much so that she changes herself so much or so much so that she, you know, dresses down and hides so much. What it eventually, I mean, is the subconscious message not like a dad settled? I don't want to settle, so I'm going to go with someone who has the things mom keeps talking about? Or I'll just do what dad does, and I'll also find someone who complains about themselves and doesn't like themselves a lot. I mean, really? Yeah. I'm going to a lot of places here, y'all. And I know on a podcast, it's not a conversation, and I am always open to conversation. Nothing I say I feel like is ever... Um, in stone, I am open to conversation. So if anyone wants to have one, you can always reach out to me on Instagram um, at Liza Hippler. But this is how I feel about a lot of this, and this is this is this is what happens when we do not take the time and put the work in to love our bodies, to use the things that we don't like about our bodies, to use them as an access point for increasing our capacity for love, gratitude, and compassion. Increasing our capacity for love, gratitude, and compassion. And let's talk about your business. I saved this one for last because this is, this is mainly where I, I work, you know, working with women solopreneurs. Um, I just, I, I love entrepreneurs, I love ideas, I love businesses, I love talking about how do we find our purpose, how do we get it out there, what is our mission in this life, uh, which is typically tied to career in some way. Um, so how are we playing small when we don't love our physical appearance? I mean, just practically speaking, it keeps us from marketing our business, right? In so many ways, um, you know, maybe we're avoiding going live. Maybe we're avoiding making YouTube videos, showing up on video, making Instagram reels, TikToks, you know, whatever, whatever the new thing is. We're avoiding showing up there. Maybe we're avoiding just getting brand photos done. I mean, like I said, every person comes to me. I've had one, one woman out of dozens and dozens, one woman who said, uh, I, I love this and y'all that's because she teaches on camera confidence. Okay. <laughs> so I fully expected her to show up ready to go. She teaches on camera confidence. Every single other female that I have worked with that you can see on my website, you can see my Instagram all had some type of, I don't like X. I'm awkward in front of the camera. I don't like this about me. I don't whatever. And here we are trying to put a business out there. And this can, it not only can it keep you, you know, from just doing marketing, but if you're, if you're really concerned, if you, if you're stuck in whatever it is about your physical appearance that you don't like, which as we've noticed is most women, it can keep you, it can keep you from really showing up for your dreams because part of it can be, I you know, maybe it's like, maybe it's I'm overweight or maybe it's I, you know, I don't look like all these other entrepreneurs in this space do. I don't carry myself the way that they do. I have more weight than they do. I'm older than they are. I'm younger than they are. I'm skinnier than they are. I'm, 
whatever it is, when we think, when we compare ourselves to the quote unquote successful people in the industries we're trying to get into, and we decide that we don't measure up because we decide it, let's be clear, we decide that we don't measure up, our subconscious and the universe will meet us there. It will be like, oh, you don't measure up? Yeah, all right, well, you know what? Instead of instead of creating our business plan today, let's nap. Let's go, let's drive out and get like, let's get some like Chick-fil-A and cookies. And um, let's do that instead of doing something that would help us love our bodies. Let's do that instead. And then we'll do that. And then we'll feel shitty. And then that will be our excuse to take a nap and not have to put ourselves out even more. And we play small. We play small because we think if we played big enough that there would be more eyeballs on us. The bigger we play, the more eyeballs see us. The more we put ourselves out there, right? And the more eyeballs that see us, the more they see our flaws. Dun, dun, dun. Right? The more they see our flaws. And we want as few people as possible to also know that we are not feeling great about XYZ in our bodies. That we are like, this thing is ugly. This thing is gross. I wish I could do this. I would, blah, 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 right? So the more, the more we live into our purpose, the more we show up for it, you you have you have to get more eyeballs on yourself. You can't live your purpose in in solitary confinement. Unfortunately, it's not how the universe works. <laughs> either either you need partners in your business or you need eyeballs or you need people to share about you. You need to get into communities that you can help. And the more you want to help, the more you want to grow, the more you live into your purpose, the more that people will look at you. And that little worm in the dirt who you are in the mud under there who you think may not be there. Maybe you think, no, this is not a problem. I'm doing great. Y'all, that little worm in your subconscious, somewhere is in there, it's like, all right, I'll let you play to like 60%. But like after that, you can't play any bigger. And it might feel big. You might be like, no, I'm doing everything I need to do. Really? Really? Because I bet you right now, right now, if you just had the thought, I'm doing everything that I want to do, and I really sat and challenged you, I swear I can hear it. I can hear your fucking brain right now, and there's a thing in your brain that is going, well, there is that one thing that I've thought about, but it's a really far away thought. That. You not liking your physical appearance can very much keep you from going after that. How intense is that, y'all? So now we are backed up from our friendships. We are blocking intimate connection with those that we love the most. We are creating children who are on the lookout for this type of neglect and reject mentality, possibly taking it on as their own, 
And we are keeping ourselves from living into our purpose, which is guaranteed to make the world a better place. All because we have not taken the time, we have not chosen to take the time to learn to love our physical bodies. And I'm fine if you want to change something about it, but it's a lot easier to change something if you come to a point of compassion and move from there versus if you are coming straight from a point of neglect and rejection. If you can't even look at it, if it is so hard to look at it that you wish it was changed yesterday, you will not keep up with whatever new habits you need to change it over the long haul. But if you are able to come to a place of compassion, gratitude, and possibly even love for parts of your body that you want to change, and you can say, I'm so grateful for you right now. I have so much compassion. I understand why you are in this condition you're in right now. It, this this could even be like, this could even be um, uh, an injury or, or, um, or some type of... Uh, some type of, what am I trying to say? Like an autoimmune disorder that's popping up. It could even be that. When we are, because that's part of your body. It's part of your body. You've rejected your body so long. It's now rejecting you. Whole whole different topic, but just thought I'd throw that in there right toward the end here. Um, when we can say, I understand how you got here. I understand that my neglect of you has gotten you here and I'm sorry. And I have compassion for you. And I'm going to do better. When we face it with compassion and love, it's so, so much easier and so much more powerful to put a plan in place to get back to loving our bodies and caring for our bodies. And that's going to change in some instances, it will change things physically. And in all instances, it will change things emotionally for us. And it will open our hearts to other people, to strangers, to those that we love, to our, our most intimate partners, and to ourself. It is vitally important, vitally important we learn to love our bodies that we learn to see ourselves as beautiful creatures. Beautiful. So important. Look at all the place, look at all the places. Look at all the things it's keeping us from. Look at all the love it's allowing. Or look at all the love it's not allowing in. And it also is blocking love and compassion from going out. We can't give out as much love and compassion. We can't give out more than we have for ourselves. It's impossible. You cannot give what you don't have. Y'all do what you need to do to love your bodies. I do want to mention again this um, lensoflove.lizahippler.com. L-E-N-S of love. You know, like camera lens of love.lizahippler.com. I'm so fucking passionate about this, you guys. 
Um, there are so many places you can do this. If you're local to Nashville, put your name down. If you're not local to Nashville, put your name down anyway and just say where you are because there may be something created for you uh, in the future. Um, I'm, I'm coming up with a really wild way of doing portrait sessions by me, a professional photographer who is very skilled with putting you in the best light the best poses, the just seeing your body, seeing your, seeing your beauty. I can see beauty in everyone, just so you know. Um, and working in, working in some really healing meditation. Do not let that freak you the fuck out if you've never done meditation before. <laughs> We've got to start to see ourselves as beautiful before we can show up in a photo as beautiful, although we do it all in one session. Um, under the, with the eyes of other women. So it is a group. Don't let that freak you the fuck out either. Just trust shit. Trust. Trust that being seen, being witnessed by other women who feel similarly is huge. If you're curious at all, lensoflove.lizahippler.com. Um, this is probably rolling out for the first time in late June, possibly early July of 2023 and uh we'll continue to roll out after that so put your name down um if if that does interest you or if that does not interest you look go love yourself start by journaling journal here's here's my suggestion get out a journal if you're worried that people are going to find it write it on loose leaf paper and burn the fuck out of it when you're done get out a journal pick something about yourself that you don't like Pretend you are that piece of your body and write a letter to you about how you feel. So if, you, if it's your nose, for example, get out a sheet of paper and let's say your name is Sarah. From the perspective of your nose, write, Dear Sarah, this is your nose writing to you. This is what I need you to know. And see what happens. Y'all, please, I would love, not only would I love to have you at Lens of Love, but I would love to meet you in person if I don't know you already. So please sign up for that. And also just start to, start to notice where this is. Start to notice how pervasive this is and start to bring to com some compassion and some gratitude in for your own body because it is beautiful. It is absolutely divinely made and it is designed, designed for you to learn the lessons of compassion and love ever more deeply. You are beautiful. You are magnificent. Go and create beautifully with your own body. Thank you so much for listening. If you are interested in a transformative portrait experience that will have you in awe of your body and also leave you with beautiful photos of yourself, please go to lensoflove.lizahippler.com and sign up. This is immediately for Nashville area, but sign up if you're not local because there'll be some things coming your way. 